Welcome back to another episode of Win Championship Repeat Boston Sports Podcast. And on this episode of the podcast, we are going to start with the Patriots game against the Bears and then the Patriots versus Jets coming up. How things got ugly fast and what it looks like with this team uh, moving forward and the quarterback issue that was uh, on this game. And let's go from there. So, it was reported that Mac Jones was 80-90% to healthy. The team planned on Mac Jones starting, which he did. Mac Jones played the first quarter, and then a little bit uh, later in the game, he got taken out. And to my knowledge and the knowledge of everyone else around, two things uh, happened. One, it was a surprise that Zappi was going to come in. And two, Mac Jones wasn't hurt. He didn't get taken out because he ended up getting hurt. It was a situation in which, for the sake of um, the team in this game, they put in Bailey Zappi. Um, Mac Jones didn't look great, but also he was coming off an injury, so it was tough to to gauge. Uh, But they did put in Bailey Zappi. Now, when Mac Jones wasn't playing great, the team... Uh, was um, still holding out hope, and the fans in the stands were chanting for Bailey Zappi's name, which is first and foremost disrespectful to Mac Jones because, you know, you struggle as you come back because you're not 100% as he wasn't. He was good enough to play, but not good enough um, overall, uh, 100%. 3 of 6, 13 yards in one interception. Bailey Zappi, 14 of 22, 184. Uh, five yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Um, and I'm going to talk about the offensive situation in a minute, but we'll go down the line. Justin Fields, 179 yards, one touchdown, one interception. This was not the game of the uh, quarterback. This was the game of the running. Um, Justin Fields had 14 carries, 82 yards, one touchdown. David Montgomery, 15 carries, 62 yards, one touchdown. Uh, 12, 62 yards for Khalil Herbert. Um, Ramondre Stevenson was the best of what they had. 11 carries, 39 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Mac Jones, 324. Um, Damian Harris came back from injury, but only had three carries for eight yards and one receiving, uh, catch for two yards. Devontae Parker, three for 68. Ramondre Stevenson, eight for 59. Kobe Myers, two for 34 with a touchdown. One for 19 with Tyquan Thornton. One for 12 for Hunter Henry. Darnell Mooney had three receptions, 53 yards. Equinius St. Brown, 448 yards, 232 yards for Cole Komet, and one catch, 25 yards, one touchdown, receiving for Khalil Herbert. Yeah, it was, by all accounts, not a great game for the Patriots. Bailey Zappi fumbled and lost once. Justin Fields fumbled and recovered twice. Dante Pettis fumbled and recovered. Justin Jones recovered the Zappi um, fumble. And David Montgomery um, recovered a fumble as well. So they lost uh, one fumble, uh, and it was Zappi. Um, So before I go down the line on the defense, um, I can just say that the quarterbacks this game weren't looking as good as um, really we expected. And this was supposed to be an easy game going into it because it's at home, it's Chicago. They're not the greatest team, but... Here we are. Um, the defense. Uh, we saw 
Arfrani Jennings had one sack, two and a half sacks for Judon. Judon's been playing like an animal. I love Judon. Half a sack for Mac Wilson. We got one lone um, sack for Roquan Smith in the Chicago defense. We had Miles Bryant with the 11-yard interception. We saw a 42-yard Kyle Gordon, Kyler Gordon interception. Uh, Jaquiskit Brisker was uh, one interception, and Roquan Smith had an interception, so three total. Kick returns, five for one, 13 yards for Marcus Jones, two for a uh, 12-yard punt um, for uh, Marcus Jones. Khalil Herbert, two kick returns, 49 yards, and Dante Pettis, three for 33 yards for the punt returns. Carlos Santos was perfect in every way uh, for the kicking of Chicago. 4-4 on field goals and 3-3 on extra points. Nick Folk had 2-2 on extra points. He didn't have a field goal. Jake Bailey, 4 punts, 160 yards. Trent Gill, 281 yards. So, up top, let's uh, look at the quarterback situation. And this all stems from uh, what I believe to be a failure of an offensive coordinating group. Now... Up until this year, the New England Patriots have had one of two or two of two constants, whether that's Tom Brady, Josh McDaniels, or both. Last year, they had just Josh McDaniels, and Mac Jones was a Pro Bowler. This year, your offensive coordinating group consists of Matt Patricia, who has been an offensive line coach before with the Patriots, but was most notably a defensive coordinator and has been a defensive guy for most of his tenure with the Patriots. Before he left and went to Detroit, he was a defensive coordinator. He was a uh, help uh, special assistant to Belichick last year, and he's the defense guy, and they put him on offense. Um, he has been calling plays, and while he knows the um, you know, the Patriots organization and the stuff, it's, it's not the same. Joe Judge was, a, I believe, a wide receivers coach and was special teams with the Patriots. He was known as a special teams guru, came and then went to the Giants and came back as a offensive coordinator in some fashion. Um, he has no real offensive coordinating experience or really any experience in that regard. And then you have Bill Belichick, who obviously knows um, all about sports, but to his uh, sort of credit, he's had a lot of success. But there was, as I said before, Tom Brady, who's the greatest quarterback who ever lived, and Josh McDaniels, who is last year the greatest offensive coordinator. He's been one of the greatest offensive coordinators. He's gone now. But Belichick had someone he could trust, he could rely on, he could say, you're doing everything on offense. I'm not worrying about that because he didn't have to. He had the greatest quarterback for years in Tom Brady. And then when Tom Brady left, he had arguably the best offensive coordinator in the NFL with Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels has had no success as a head coach, but has had a lot of success as an offensive coordinator. And when this situation in Vegas eventually fails, he's probably going to crawl back to New England as an offensive coordinator again, and if not, the head coach in New England because he's just been a part of this team for so long. They don't have that, and they don't have anyone who has the experience on offense and the success on offense that we see with him. So it's hard to blame the quarterbacks when you don't have the guy running the show like McDaniels was or Tom Brady was there years ago and was so successful. He could have had anyone. 
Like, Tom Brady could have made this team great because he's that good of a player. Whether you have Joe Judge or Patricia or whoever, like, it's a different situation, you know, with uh, Tom Brady in there. And so that's one of the biggest issues. You know, the Patriots are now 3-4, and four, and one of the biggest issues is their offensive coordinator situation, which is a question mark to me. And it's not something that is, it's not really that good, to be honest. And so now you go into the Jets week, and the Jets have been, you know, 5-2. and two, And they pretty much look like a pretty good team. And if you're looking, uh, according to the matchup predictor, it says that the Patriots are going to narrowly win on ESPN 50.3% to 49.1%. I don't honestly know um the spread has the Patriots at minus two and a half again I don't know how that's possible because let's be honest the Jets are a better team and they're at home um Patriots have Adrian Phillips Michael Iwano Kyle Duggar Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar is questionable the Jets have Elijah Vera Tucker and the injured reserve Dwayne Brown Josh Myers Quincy Williams and Corey Davis as questionable This situation with the Patriots is, it's not good. Their team has a lot of holes. And I thought two weeks in a row they won. Things could kind of figure themselves out. But I don't really think that's exactly going to happen anymore. You know, the Jets are a good team. And my expectations for the Patriots are not high, right? If you look at all the teams that they're going to play against, the Jets, they might win one of these two. Maybe the one at home. The Colts, they play at home, which I don't really know what's going to happen there. I could easily see them losing um, to the Colts, the Vikings, the Bills, the Cardinals, the Raiders, the Bengals, the Dolphins. Like, I could see the Patriots winning one of these matchups against the Jets and losing every other game this season. And going uh, record-wise four wins um, and then, you know, just losing everything else. Like, I honestly could see that. And if you look at uh, the standings in the NFL and where that would put the Patriots in terms of just the sheer everything, they're in last place in the uh, AFC East. That's a given. The Steelers and Cleveland have a worse standings right now, but who knows what's going to happen. Houston's got a bad standings in Jacksonville, um, and the Colts are worse than the Patriots right now. Vegas and the Broncos are also worse, but, you know, these teams could win games. We don't know. Um, So the Patriots right now are hot dog shit, and they don't look great. And the fact that they had this quarterback battle that Bill Belichick fed into, like, this was a storyline that didn't need to be a storyline because you should have kept Mac Jones in the whole game and said, Mac Jones is our quarterback. That's what we're going with. Like, Bailey Zappi was great as a fill-in, but our guy is Mac Jones. He was a first-round pick. Um, and they didn't do that. And the fans were yelling at everyone saying that Zappy should come in and Zappy and this and that. And I got to be honest with you, it's got to be a, a, you know, a confidence, uh, lower, um, if you're Mac Jones, cause you didn't play great. And you got all these fans saying like, you know, come on Zappy, Zappy. They wanted him in and they ended up getting him in. He didn't do that great in comparison, but you don't have, you know, the guys in place to help out Mac Jones or Zappy. Like, you don't have a great offensive coordinator group. You don't have an offensive coordinator at all. You have guys kind of just filling that role. Matt Patricia is a terrible hire for this position. And Joe Judge is a terrible hire for this position. Let's be real. Bill Belichick needs to get an offensive coordinator in there who is 
either Josh McDaniels when he gets fired from the Raiders or somebody who's not even a part of this Belichick like system. Like Belichick is just like piloting this plane and it's going down and like he could find like ways to fix it and he just doesn't want to fix it. Um, so, you know, if they're fine being the worst team in the AFC East and being top five worst teams in the AFC, that's great. That's what they can do. They can go right into the sunset with, you know, their potential top 10 pick and ride into the sunset with a bunch of cap space next year. But this season's not looking so good for the Patriots. And, um, you know, they could win one game against the Jets, and that's about all they can get out of it. Um, maybe they win two. I don't know. But they're not winning a lot of these other games. And, you know, I think it's going to be tough for the Patriots to rebound a little bit because there's not much going in their favor. Um, so I think they're going to win one game against the Jets, and I wouldn't be surprised um, if they lose the rest. I'm going to give them um, a four. I'm going to give them a, a five-win season because I think they're going to win a game in there somewhere, whether it's against the Bills or against the Dolphins or against the Raiders, against someone else. Um, they're going to figure something out. But I think uh, at the end of the day, um, they're not going to win a lot of games. So, moving on to the uh, Boston Red Sox, and I want to talk to you about why there is a chance that Xander Bogarts ends up um, leaving the Red Sox for good. So, it's not something that we want to think about. Obviously, we don't want to have to talk about um, this situation, um, you know, and it's a very high possibility that he ends up leaving. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it could happen. Um, Devers is already in contact with the Red Sox about a contract extension. And that's a great move. I don't know what that'll be, but both sides are kind of on track to get something done. And Xander Bogarts could also get things done. It seems like uh, the Red Sox could be uh, looking to bring him back as well, and they probably will. But there is a small chance that he ends up leaving. And, you know, with this shortstop market, there are guys out there, Trey Turner and Dansby Swanson and, you know, whole host of names that 100% are going to, you know, in my opinion, go for him. There are a bunch of teams that have potential interest. And if the shortstop market is as big as we expect... Who knows if the Red Sox are going to want to match some of these offers that are out there, right? Who knows if they're going to want to go out there and match what a bunch of other teams can uh, offer. Uh, and maybe at the end of the day, it seems like the Red Sox do have the best offer. But what if at the sort of um, onset of free agency, somebody just goes crazy with an offer and the Red Sox don't want to pay him, even though maybe they could you know, beat that. They don't want to have to beat that. So, um, you know, I think uh, it's a very interesting situation because who knows what's going to happen. I think he's going to stick around, but I just don't really, um, I don't really know. So uh, I did read something about Aaron Judge. According to MLB.com's Mark Fistan, he listed Boston as one of the five landing spots for the slugger. Um, plenty of players have jumped from one side of the rivalry to the other, but none would cause the aftershock that Judge to Boston would create. 
this doesn't feel like a likely scenario, but after a disappointing season that ended with the last place finish, Red Sox should try and make a big splash in free agency. Um, and we also got comments way, way back in the day um, about Judge, and he did not say, oh, I'm not going to Boston when they asked him. He's like, we'll see what happens when the season's over. Also listed the Yankees, San Francisco Giants, Mets, and Dodgers. I think the Giants are the front runners because he has uh, from San Francisco, and I don't see any reason why he wouldn't want to go there, uh, play for the hometown team, and they could use him in the outfield. So um, that's my guess for Judge. He's not going to New York. He didn't play great in the playoffs, so they're going to let him walk, and the Giants are going to pay him uber money, and that's what's going to get there. Um, and I guess we'll see what happens. Um uh, Looking at this, I was looking at MLB.com, five questions for the Red Sox this offseason, um, and here we go. Will Bogart's Devers get extensions? Um, uh, I think uh, the answer to that question is potentially. Um, I think uh, they can extend both of these guys' contracts, which uh, is probably what will happen. Um, so uh, that's probably going to be uh, the answer. Question number two, uh, can they get a big bat in the outfield? Um, and some of the uh, names, not uh, Aaron Judge, but free agent Mitch Haniger could be enticing. Um, he played 57 games but ripped 39 homers in Seattle in 2021. So that's the, you know, something. Uh, next question, who will close? And uh, there are guys out there with credibility, but there is a chance that Tanner Hook becomes the closer. Um, and maybe they want to, you know, go back to Matt Barnes. So those are two potentials that they throw out there. They also say they could go for Edwin Diaz or Kelly Jansen, but if they didn't want to sign a closer, they could instead go with one of the uh, in-house options I mentioned. Uh, next question, how will the rotation set up? Um, eh, Chris Sale, uh, Nick Pavetta, and... After that, it's a question mark. Could it bring back Michael Walker? Could they go for Nathan Avaldi uh, with a new contract? Rich Hill, I don't know. Uh, but they don't really give much outside of Chris Sale and Nick Pavetta. Um, so there's a lot more question marks. Next question they throw out there is, who will be the catcher? Um, and uh, it could be Reese McGuire. It could be Connor Wong. Uh, they also could go for Wilson Contreras or Mike Zanino or Christian Vasquez, bring them back. I don't think they'll do really, um, I don't know if they'll do any of that stuff. Um, I think they're probably going to keep what they have uh, and go go uh, with that. And I don't know if they'll go out and get a catcher because um, it doesn't really seem to uh, make any sense. Going to the Boston Celtics, the Celtics have had a very good season and... Um, Derek White is a very good player, um, and quote, uh, this is from Brad Stevens, we thought for years Derek was a very good fit uh, with our best players, he is an excellent defender, he just makes the right play on offense over and over, he's a guy that cares about winning, that will do all the little things you can see in some of his stats defensively, with regards to willingness to put his body on the line, activities, shot challenges, all of those things, and on offense just by making simple plays, and doesn't need to do anything to be on the highlights to really, really impact winning. So those were said um, last year uh, when he was acquired by Celtics at the deadline. But he has been doing a lot. 
Um, during the regular season, White was hitting 60% of his looks at the rim, 46% on mid-range attempts, and 31% from the perimeter. Um, he seemingly has been working on his game, and he he looks uh, a lot better going into this season. He has his ups and downs, but he is a very versatile player that the Celtics love to have, and um, he is someone that is a big part of this team. Uh, this was a Celtics article, SB Nation Celtics blog article, about um, Derek White. They were just talking about him. Uh, Grant Williams has been suspended for one game because of the uh, Chicago Bulls game when he uh, made contact with one of the officials. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, he is going to be um, out for one game. Um, and I think uh, we'll see what happens um, with that. Uh, there has been some big news involving Jalen Brown and his partnership uh, with... Um, his uh, sports brand, Kanye West sports brand. Um, one of the things that took place recently was Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown, who are the two biggest names in Kanye West sports uh, company, Donda Sports, I think. Um, they both uh, left um, because uh, they didn't like what he said about Jewish people. Um, Donda Sports lost Jalen Brown. He put out a statement on Instagram, as did Aaron Donald, and unfortunately, uh, other um, you know uh, sponsors have taken themselves out of contention contention with um, Kanye, including Balenciaga and Yeezy, uh, which is Adidas. So I don't know what's going to happen with the Yeezys. Um, and as much as I love Kanye's music, especially um, Graduation and College Dropout and his older stuff. Um, he has said some some bad things. We're not going to talk about politics in this or Kanye or any of that, but Jalen Brown left, um, and that's about that. So now the Celtics um, move on, and they move on to their next game of the season. They will be um, going again um, soon, uh, and it is going to be Friday against Cleveland. Celtics are three and one. Cleveland is two and one. They look pretty good. The Celtics, um, and I can't really complain. Um, and you know they're a very good team. They got a lot of talent, and it's just a start for them. But uh, yeah, I expect uh, expect good things coming out from Boston. They look like uh, they're really ready to go. Um, Tatum and Brown look great. The team looks great. Missoula is what Missoula is, and he's been okay, so it seems like nothing's really faltered. Obviously, they do have, um, you know, they do have some uh, great players, and uh, I think things are uh, looking pretty good. So, if you're a Celtics fan like myself, um, it's also going good. Um, I also want to say that the Bruins are looking good. They just won uh, their most recent game, and they've been winning... Uh, their games as well. Um, so if you're a fan of the Celtics or the Bruins, it's looking pretty good for their sports teams.